You're listening to the podcast where you can feast on all the information in the world of sports. Now, here's your host, Tommy Yu. I believe, I feel right now like I'm getting all the infinity stones. I feel like I'm getting all the stones, all the organ guys. I feel like I'm completing the troop. Uh, I have Max on here with me today. Max, uh, did are you the last people from Oregon that I need to get, or am I forgetting someone right now? Yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's me. I think we've had um, started off with Welch, and then mm-hmm. we got Sir Lawson, we got Joe. So I think I'm the uh, I'm the fourth of the quad here. Oh man, and I feel like it's almost been like a lead up because uh, I know it shouldn't be seen this way, but I see you as like the kingpin because you're the, you're like my gateway into everyone else. So before we talk too much into that, let's just dive right into it. The appetizer. Yeah, sounds good. All right. So, Max, how long have you been playing fantasy for, like, uh, just any format, really? So, you know, I really started about eight years ago, and this is probably a little bit different than other people in the league, but I, I honestly, I didn't grow up on the NFL at all. Like, I, I didn't watch the oh, NFL. Surprising. I was, yeah, I was always a football fan. I watched you know, a lot of Oregon sports, Oregon football, went to games and stuff like that. But my introduction to the whole thing was through fantasy. So kind of oh wow, almost backwards. Yeah, just kind of, kind of interesting. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like I said, like a redraft league, uh, same one Mike mentioned. And, you know, I, I have kind of that personality where I love having something in the background that I'm trying to figure out all the time. And so it and it just synced right up with that and so you know it's a steep learning curve but once once I got started man I was I was sold that's just so surprising for me to hear because if you were to ask me just like in the group just case be like all right who do you think has played fantasy longest or knows like fantasy the best I guess or here let's make it easier if I were to elicit some fantasy advice I usually go to owners that I hold to a high esteem and I feel like you'd be one of the first owners. And I know I've actually came out to you and asked you a couple of questions regarding some fantasy aspects separate from just kind of the group in general. Cause I'm like, ah, I just want to pick Max's brain right now, but to know that you kind of came in almost like you said backwards. And I mean, eight years is a long time, but I know some of the guys here, it's we're on like year like 13, 14 already. So a late bloomer as well. That's just really, really surprising to hear what really, uh, spark that interest in you in fantasy so much to the point where you're like, oh my god, I really need to get into the NFL now too. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it was out of necessity. I remember it being like an auto draft the first time we ever did one, and you know, I'm like asking my friend, like, is Ray Rice good? Who's this? You know, so out of necessity for sure, but you know, late to the party, but enthusiastically here, I guess you could say, because I mean. You know, like I said, that's it for me. And kind of like other people mentioned, it's like as we get older and you get so busy, you have families, you have career stuff. It It's the perfect kind of like excuse, you know, to stay in touch with your friends and to have a reason to talk every day. So that was, you know, kind of like under the surface, something that I loved about it too. Because, you know, it, it gets harder and harder as you get older. So. No, I absolutely agree. I feel like 
not that you ever need an excuse to ever have a conversation with your friends, but fantasy football, well, this league specifically, because it's almost built in like a chat room style, it forces you guys to all communicate. So just to have a topic, like sometimes I know I just want to spit the bucket with my friends, but I'm so tired to the point I'm like, I don't even know what we're going to talk about. I have to drive the conversation, what's going on. Whereas here, I mean, there are so many times now where Darren and I are just like sitting on Xbox, but we're not, either of us aren't playing any video games. We're literally just sitting on the Xbox chat and we're just <laughs> right. talking about right. the league. That's all we're doing. We're just talking about the league. Right. Like, this right. is so cool. So uh, actually talking about the league, I kind of want to let everyone know my quick story uh, about this league. All the Delco guys don't know this because you guys kind of grandfathered in with me because you knew me uh, and got the right. VIP treatment. But what you guys don't know is it was like, I want to say it was like, end of February or March-ish time where I made like this in-depth like it was almost like a job application that they had to send into me via Reddit and after I got a bunch of applicants they actually had to then do like I reached out to them they had almost like an interview after that with me so there was like another it was it's essentially like a job interview and one person that really stood out to me was Max but the reason I remember Max the most out of the applicants and, of course, all the answers was he had this one little thing saying, hey, if you need more guys, I, ha- I have a group of friends that I, like, you know, can come along. And the reason that stood out to me was, remember, this was in, like, February or March. Like, no one is thinking about – like, no normal people are thinking about fantasy football right now. So my thought was, oh, my God, only degenerates right now would be applying, going through this interview process. And here's this guy. Not only is he doing it, but now he's saying, oh, no, and I have friends that are like me, too. And I'm like, oh, shit, I just hit the jackpot. So uh, that's kind of how the Oregon group kind of got introduced. I didn't know anything about Welch. I didn't know Mike. I didn't know Joe. I didn't even know the names of the guys that were coming in. All I knew was kind of Max. But uh, with that long story out of the way, Max, I kind of want to get your perspective of things. How did you stumble upon it? Uh, did, did you just like randomly find that random Reddit post I put up? Like, what's your side of the story stumbling upon the PDL? Yeah, well, first of all, man, I just got to say, like, you know, how much I appreciate what you're doing, because whenever that was February or, you know, whenever the time period we're talking about, just going through random Reddit posts, this league has turned out to be, I mean, beyond wildest, like, hopes, dreams, expectations, whatever, you've made it so good so like i'll start with that because oh thanks you know hey it's like you're getting together with random people on the internet and i think that's something that i liked about your posts is you know you were being somewhat you know there's some kind of a filter you're trying to put something together you know that would last because i think Mm -hmm. that can be a problem and even if you do it well you can still have people that drop out for different reasons so yeah i think yeah it was kind of born out of like I said, play fantasy with these other three guys and, you know, we've been good friends for a long time. And I knew, um, I played with Mike, I knew that Welch and Joe, you know, knew football in a way that Dynasty would just be something that would click with them. So I was always kind of trying to, you know, push that a little bit, like <laughs> I would text them and, and they were open to it. Um, and so, you know, I, I honestly – just feel lucky that we found this league because I don't know if you've ever seen that meme on Twitter where it's like nobody and then it's me and it's some kind of like guy going off about something. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. <laughs> that's me in the group chat for, especially in the beginning, all the time, like just, you know, nobody's writing to me. I'm like, you guys know it's like, this is the right. Like it's, <laughs> it's so cool, you know, the touch you've been putting on, including this podcast. So 
Yeah, man. I, I kind of was just on the other side of that with you and you know, I'm glad that, that it came off well because I guess it was kind of like a, it felt like a job interview. Man. So I had to put <laughs> my best, on my best, best face, but yeah, I, I appreciate what you're doing, man. It's great. No, absolutely. And I, and I appreciate that a lot because it's exactly what you said. I think uh, first and foremost, of course, this is a fantasy league, but beyond that, I feel like I have genuine friendships with all of you guys. Like if one of you guys were going through a tough time, I feel like it would impact me like, oh yeah, man, like I just heard man. that, you know, Josh is struggling with blah, blah, blah. I, uh, you know, I, I just got to check in on him, but it's like, it's really cool. It's just like a bunch of guys just all hanging out. It, it reminds me of that. Uh, It's always sunny episode where they send out those invitations on those biceps they're like it's just a bunch of guys <laughs> yeah, just yeah. hanging out just yes. having a good time <laughs> yeah with their dicks right no, it's exactly <laughs> no but it's just like yeah just a bunch no, of guys it, and we're all just hanging out i think it's just a lot of fun and, it uh, is man and like that it, the cool part about it too like i'm obviously mentioning the people that i came in with but it is really nice to have you know like i'm thinking like everybody man like uh nathan or, or reaching out to adam you know to talk about like our weird fascination with james winston like <laughs> definitely yeah there's like friendships being formed and you know that only it only heightens stuff man just like all this does it, it's it's already so much fun and the nfl is so exciting every week like the story mm-hmm. always changes every week it's you know you just could barely keep up and then to have sort of like a vehicle like this to go through it is mm-hmm. i agree dude. it's it's awesome yeah absolutely and i think that's what this whole podcast is about not only do does like the community itself in within you know the pdl dynasty or even sleeper it kind of fosters that community for all of us to get to know each other but that's why i really enjoy these podcasts right now because i have an opportunity like i've never ever had a real conversation with joe before but i had a one-on-one conversation with him and we had our own podcast like how cool is that like i've never had the opportunity but it happened yeah so yeah, it's like these happened. exactly like he's so cool and i know you always tell me about but until i had that conversation with him, i was like oh my god joe is like so cool but it's awesome because i feel like other people listening like i know uh, darren listens to all these episodes uh but other than that i don't, I don't think the yows they're robots they don't really listen and jensen is kind mm-hmm. of a lost mm-hmm. cause so i don't even know if they listen to it <laughs> but if they do it's really cool because then it's like oh cool now we know joe and stuff like that but well yeah, again too like on top of that it's like the idea that like a podcast you know that's inherently what's great about podcasts is they don't have to be you know in this exact moment it's not a stream it's mm-hmm, you know it's mm-hmm. available if you want to consume it later so you pin all of them and then you know you can check them out later so yeah dude it is it's 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 a blast it yeah. really is and it's it's fun too because you know like it gets you for me personally it gets me a little out of my comfort zone but that's a good thing because then you know, like, mm-hmm. now it's like now it's just us talking so I like that a lot yeah absolutely it's all about the relationships but you know let's jump right into it now let's talk about that team that you have here in the PDL the main course so I just want to preface this that the Murphy Street Empire was probably one of the most hyped teams coming into the season. I ran oh. all these weird different algorithms. You remember that one website I pushed in everyone's roster <laughs> yeah, and stuff? And it said your team was the number one team by good margin, actually. It was like you and then everyone else. Uh, it was number one in the preseason in the PDL. Um, oh and then I'll kind of let you explain how things happen. But before we go there, maybe I will kind of uh, help people out, spoon feed it. Right now we are talking to Max 
phenomenal owner, but the overall record might not reflect that. He has an overall mm. record of nine and 14 within this league with the third lowest win percentage at 39%. Um, of course, the owner that holds the lowest percentage is Jensen because I don't think he's actually ever won a game besides that one weird, like, <laughs> off playoff game that doesn't really count. And also, then it's Mike, who we had on that put you on blast a little bit, so I'm excited to see if you have some fighting words <laughs> back. But I just wanted to preface this. So you were the number one team heading into this season, and, uh, you know, let, let me let you take over from there. What happened? What happened? You tell me, man. I have no idea. Um, I really don't. Like, you know, I guess to answer that, so I'd go back a little bit. So in the startup draft, my, I guess, like general sort of approach was I was going to lock down, you know, like cornerstone wide receivers, you know, DJ Moore, Chris Godwin, some of my favorite, like very young, very um, productive players. And then get the quarterbacks and honestly kind of punt running back because my thought was knowing generally that the 2020 class of running backs was going to have, I, I thought it was four at that time, but like, you know, if you want to include Cam Akers, he probably hasn't had a Gary mm-hmm. tonight. So I don't know if you can really do that, but <laughs> like if you want to. So my thought was basically that first year, get a foundation that didn't really include running back. Mm-hmm. And there was a possibility that I could circle back and and sort of hit that in the rookie draft and be off and running. And I honestly, man, I it it happened how I wanted it to. And the Jonathan Taylor story has been oh boy kind of fascinating because I we want it to happen right away. And maybe there's like a bigger conversation about all off season. The mm-hmm. thought was basically rookie wide receivers are going to take they're not going to do much this year. Mm-hmm, like if mm-hmm. they do something, it's going to start now and be that last little down the stretch, you know, section of games. But do you, I mean, that's kind of, maybe I'm deviating from the, the question a little bit, but isn't it interesting how these guys are smashing? Like obviously CD lost Dak, but oh, every that, did you see that catch? Oh my, everyone's oh talking my, about that catch. Yeah. He's falling backwards and then he made, Oh my goodness. But no, yeah, unbelievable. I think, I think there's yeah. a lot of things that you're saying because that notion of wide receivers typically take a little bit longer to develop that what I think it was like the 2014 class kind of skews things because everyone in that class kind of hit immediately. But typically right. wide receivers take a little bit of time. But the main reason I was kind of writing off wide receivers, kind of like what you were saying, I was a part of that narrative because I said, well, if wide receivers take a little bit of time to adapt to the NFL, now they have no off season. Now they have nothing. Oh, so they're, they're not going to have too. any chemistry. They're not going to know the playbook because in college, they don't really know how to run routes. So I was like, there's maybe one or two, like maybe Jerry Judy will just be really amazing, but he'll be the one exception, uh, blah, blah, blah. Mm, but like mm-hmm. you said, everyone is hitting like even Dude, Pittman hitting looks hard. fantastic Pittman like looks everyone looks good I know I'm so still jealous you have every receivers. truth in what you're saying you're not making that narrative up because I still to this day I'm still still waiting for the ball to drop but then I look I'm like wait it's like we tw-. like the whole season has it's, happened the ball is not dropping because that's how good they are right and, and yeah man it's it's amazing and to have it. so another thing I guess to get back to what you're saying is like I'm the way I kind of approach fantasy and maybe not so much real life, but definitely fantasy is like, I'm an eternal optimist. Um, it's kind of like a joke to me and Mike, like he's always the one on Sunday mornings, like this team 
fucking sucks. I, it's the worst, you know, and like, I'm on the other side of it where, you know, like I'm always pretty hopeful. So with JT, like through, you know, the, the, the Trent Richardson clip of like slamming into the back of the guy, even through all that, it's the thing I was kind of holding on to is like, it's catching passes. And that was really something that I don't think anybody knew that was going to happen. I don't think that was like, if anything, the weak part of his game. So it's crazy that he's trying to figure out how to run the ball, but he's, I think I saw today he's catching on the season, 96, 97% of his targets. So, and that's a, and I think he's got 25 targets or something. So for me, like that's something I held on to. Um, but man, I can't say that I wasn't like shocked at first and like, oh, I'll give it a week. And Week after week, you get Wilkins, and then Hines, you're like, damn, Hines looks pretty good. So that's kind of where it went wrong. I appreciate people thinking my team would be good, but <laughs> I, it just hasn't been. And then the Dak injuries. So there's been a oh. couple of things. But, you know, I at this point, I know I haven't been playing as long as some people, but long enough to take terrible beats. Servos gave me one of the worst beats ever in a championship in that redraft league with Julio. And then have, like, very – like great things happen in the last month had a lot of those. So I'm kind of to the point where like, I'm just at the mercy of the football a little bit. Like I tilt hard too, but I, I, I'm kind of along for the ride. So um, I'm still optimistic about Jonathan Taylor. I mean, this last week he got 20 carries, oh, yeah. 90 yards for, so, and I saw um, a thing where he was saying the game's kind of slowing down. He's like, yeah, it's a different scheme. I have to just wait for holes to open up. So I, I mean, I'm not worried about Jonathan Taylor. Maybe I should be. I probably <laughs> should be. But just the way I press stuff, I'm not. Cam Akers, mm-hmm. little worried. <laughs> but he also had the injury early uh, with the ribs and stuff. So if there's a reason, I will grab onto that and hold it, even if it's bullshit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happened, man. But uh, at this point, I'm just, like, enjoying the show of you guys that actually have good dynasty teams it's you know i'm like in the stands cheering so i think that's a little bit of too much of the humble pie you've been eating because just for the audience i want you guys to really hear the amount of sheer talent this amazing owner has compiled so far uh he has kyler as his quarterback who in my opinion is what probably the qb2 after mahomes in all dynasty formats uh chubb who is phenomenal jt is looking real strong like we just mentioned Kirk I feel like Christian Kirk doesn't get uh as much love as he should but that kid has been balling uh I don't even need to mention Justin Jefferson you're an absolute freak for getting Justin Jefferson uh and of course that still goes to show uh Godwin has been a little bit disappointing because of little injuries but Godwin is still the truth you have a Rob Gallup uh yeah I mean he had a couple drafts I mean he's still talented but I mean the list goes on and on that's the theme I kind of want to bring up but on top of that you also have three first round picks and i freaking hate you welch and darren who all Mm. own three first round picks which is absolutely ridiculous talk about that talk about how you're compiling so many damn first round picks yeah well i mean i think you know thanks for the kind words i love those players too so So I, i definitely agree with you but um you know as far as the picks i i think I don't, I'm trying to think of all three of those trades. Um, I know the last two, um, Mm -hmm. one was Tyler Lockett, one was Robbie Anderson. And honestly, those are two players that I really, really like. So 
that's like always the thing that I struggle with is giving somebody that like when I'm I remember talking to uh to Chuck and like selling him on Robbie Anderson and he's like why are you really going for I'm like this is easy for me because I believe all this like this is <laughs> I like Rob and with Lockett I don't have to sell Lockett to Joe everybody knows the guy goes absolutely nuclear sometimes and it's just you know he's yeah. like I feel like he's like Antonio Brown if you looked at him from like a 15 degree angle or something yeah um but yeah I think that's it man like coming to terms with the fact that you know you got to sell something good to get something good and you know I just so everybody knows like that's what I'm looking to do I'm never looking to take somebody to trade like I, at the time of the trade I when both teams win like that, that's what it's all about and then what happens from there nobody really knows but I'm hopeful man it feels good to be able to reload but you know there's definitely disappointing um this season but like I said the the storylines and watching that game last night I think I was telling you it's like with uh, Kenny and, and Chuck, it's like, oh dude, I, my I'm not God. even involved. I haven't won more than a couple games, but I'm on the edge of my seat. Like, my wife's like, put your daughter to bed. I'm like, hey, <laughs> you don't understand. I got to see what – like, and then he throws the TV to Kelsey. So, oh, my God. Like, a, dude, I mean, both guys and, – and the thing with, with Chuck, too, is like, you know, obviously there's a lot of rooting against Chuck happening, and it's all – a compliment like yeah chuck oh has, no it is chuck has a great team and i will also say that like the moves that chuck has made since taking that team over you know where he really made it his own mm-hmm. those have been really good moves so i have a lot of respect for that and you know look dude sometimes you just get unlucky and i think that's what happened to chuck but he's got the team that's gonna be right i mean he's not going anywhere um so yeah I'm really glad that you brought that up for everyone listening. I don't even, I really doubt that Chuck listens to this. He's an eye surgeon. He has no free time, but I never, ever want to come out saying that I'm ever uh, against Chuck just because I don't like him. It's always because he is the one that has a target on his back. He's just so damn good. His, Mm. I think Darren and I talk about all the time and we repeat it a billion times more, but his record does not the, reflect how good his team is. His team is still top three in scoring, no, but his record right now looks like he's almost out of playoffs. So it's just a lot of bad luck. But I, I am not willing to be like fall for the tricks of that record. Like anytime I ever see Chuck on my schedule, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that's a loss for me. But you know, I'm gonna root the yeah, hell against Chuck them because nice. it's Chuck. <laughs> it's just that's how it is. And that's so. what everybody's doing. We're like, <laughs> we want this dude out of contention somehow, and it happened. Um, it's it's almost hey, like a badge of honor. Like if I yeah. right now, like I'm looking pretty good. I don't want to get cocky, but let's say I do win this league next year. That's probably how it's gonna be. Be like, no, fuck Tommy's team. Like fuck him. Mm. And I, I'll wear like a badge of honor. Be like, right. yep. You hate me because you ain't me, <laughs> or they hate us because they ain't us. That's it, man. So, well, you got the uh, you got the the what the worst owner of the year, which I yep. honestly I don't think I voted for you, but uh, you definitely have taken <laughs> taken that to heart. And I mean, we don't have to. We've that's been covered on the podcast, but you know, you're making some terrific moves and. Again, like, you know, you make the trades at the time, and like with Burrow, it's like, man, I feel so bad oh, for uh, for Nathan because he made a good trade, and and he's another one of those guys that like I'll hit him up and just ask him random questions about stuff because um, you know he knows football, he knows good strategy, he knows all that stuff. So 
I feel for him and uh, it's nothing he could control, but you're smashing it. Hey, before we move on, you, you brought up Justin Jefferson. Do you want to hear a quick, I don't think anybody knows this besides me and Welch. Do you want to hear a quick story about how he came to be on my team? Yes, please. Okay. So <clears throat> I, it was the, so it was the day of the rookie draft. I uh-huh. had 103 and 107. So I took Jonathan okay. Taylor. Yeah. I remember you took JT. That's very, yeah, yeah. I remember. And then 107, um, I took Swift and then I, mm-hmm. I put my phone away. I was at work. I was doing some stuff. So anyway, I get those guys on my team. I pull my phone back out about an hour later and mm-hmm. there's a text from Welch and Welch is like, uh, Jensen's on the clock with pick, God, pick 10 or uh-huh. something in the first round. And I think I'm going to move it into, I want to try to get that pick. And then I have a message right underneath that from Jensen and he's saying, <laughs> give me swift like what what do you need for me like i'm on the clock this pick and what to get swift so I, i'm texting a little bit with welch and then i'm also i hit jensen back up and we're talking and so long story short it gets to the point where jensen's like why are we having parallel conversations right now let's get on the phone let's get this figured out i think darren mentioned he likes to get on the phone so oh he loves that shit yeah he, he loved, it was so good too and so uh, I call Welch first and we get on the line and I, I think I can admit this without, I don't think this is shady. This is just strategy. So I come in and I'm like, honestly, man, you were talking to him first. Um, I, I'm not trying to come in and blow this up at all. You know, I'm going to, I listen to what he said, but here's what we'll do. Like I'll come in and I'll say, Hey, I'm going to offer something that I don't think he's going to take. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to ask for too much. And then you'll get your pick. He'll go, oh, I can't do that. And then we'll, it'll just go to you. We'll call, it a, call it a trade talk and, and whatever. So Matt's like, great. Sounds good. So we get on the phone and, uh, and, and I start talking. I'm like, hey, you know, I, I love Swift. And in my mind, Cam Akers and Swift were equals. To mm-hmm. Whether that's right or not, it sure doesn't look right now. But uh, at the time, I was thinking, hey, I would swap uh, Swift for Akers if I could make some money in that early second round. So Anyways, I offer, uh, I say, hey, you know, I know you won't do this, but like it would definitely take this pick and then your two, two, like top of the second. And I know you won't take, I'm, I'm basically laying that groundwork for him to say no. So we'll mm-hmm. this pick and he interrupts me. He's like, hey, hey, you had me at hello. I said <laughs> yes 15 seconds ago. <laughs> and, and what so, a legendary I'm, line. Like he do it, and he was so you know he's he's one of the very best things about this whole league. Um, and so anyway, long that's the long story short is I got I I traded into that pick. I gave him Swift, which now that's something I respect about Jensen is he you know he swings a sword and he and he knows oh, yeah. what he players he plan. likes and look at what is happening. Swift, I can't say I would want acres over Swift. Swift looks amazing. So anyway, I, my thought was that yeah, I can get in that second round and that pick ended up being Justin Jefferson. So I guess oh, it's one of those things where I didn't, I like Justin Jefferson. I didn't expect this, but I was thinking, Hey, if I could get an equivalent running back and get another shot at a Mims or a whoever. Mm-hmm. So just a little, that was maybe a long story, but I always thought that was funny because yeah. when we got off the call, Jensen hangs up and Welch was like, Oh huh, shit. I gotta get back to work. Yeah, and I'm like, oh shit! I just, you know, that's what I wanted. You just Not, did it. So, 
No, that's that's awesome. I, I love hearing stories like that. It kind of it, it's just a silly league, but it, it's just so cool because the immersion's there. Like you're you're on phone calls, you're dealing with GM well, yeah, to GM. Right. It's so cool. So right. it, that that's fantastic. Right. But before we get to the uh, last portion of this, I did want to let you know. I just actually got off the phone with Albert O. He said um, oh. he's really, really upset with the ownership of this team. He puts in his all, and <laughs> all he ever gets is cut, then picked up, and cut, and picked up. He actually said he got off the phone with C.J. Spiller and asked how he coped with the Chiefs <laughs> cutting him and because he needed all the advice he could. He said, I don't know. I, I, I show up to practice. I put in my all, uh, and he just says he, he just keeps getting cut. He doesn't understand, and, you know, he kind of wanted to – be anonymous in this because he is on your roster currently on the IR but he's just he said no all bets are off because I bet when I'm healthy he's just gonna cut me anyway so I want you to tell that owner because I know he's coming onto this world cast podcast that he has feelings and he's gonna fight for his spot but he is not he's not gonna go down swinging man I got some fences to mend there I think he's my he's my Galen Blodge you know and I think part of that too was wanting to get like the uh wanting to get somehow albert o would turn into something close to fan for so i could have something over darren but that didn't happen <laughs> fans amazing and albert has fucked so. <laughs> no i just want to bring that year, up because i know i got a bunch of shade for balaj i'm like hey excuse me max is doing the same thing over here with albert o all right i don't want to hear it and who, then, hey, or- who ended up with balaj i don't know and that's why i'm so pissed because now he's finally good i'm who like up wow with yeah, do you realize that he looks amazing yeah he they're like he learned how to play running back and you're like i you want to know the I truth i be. actually literally stopped picking him oh it's kev it's freaking kev hold on wait i have a drop for him i'm the trash oh. man the freaking trash man the guy who thrives in garbage time oh man i honestly did not pick him up and i was going to but i didn't i was like i don't want to get mean i'm just not going to and then of course uh, i'm not gonna yeah. let the league hold me back like that you guys are keeping me from yeah, spreading my wings. That's tough, but, man. <laughs> but all right, let's get to the last segment of this meal. The dessert. All right. So I actually had something planned at the end of this show and actually showed Max the show doc. And he said, hey, Tommy, actually, this is a fine idea, but is it okay if I actually make a PSA for the group? And I'm going to – I was kind of – Taking back, I was like, oh, wait, is this serious? Like, what is this? Like, oh, don't worry, don't worry. And so he hasn't actually even told me what this PSA is going to be. So I'm, I'm in the dark. So I'm going to be hearing it real time with you guys, I guess. So, Max, the floor is yours. Yeah, so I hope it's okay if we kind of um, shift gears just a little bit here at the end. Because um, I know, like, in, in times like this, there's so much – chaos and like uncertainty um i think it's really really easy to kind of lose sight of you know the things that are important and something keeping me up at night is kind of the non-zero chance that that this league is being infiltrated by bots and i'm not here to necessarily say anything concrete but yeah i mean when you zoom out look at look at look at this when you zoom out you have Ted, who leaves C.D. Lamb on the board during the rookie draft, takes Justin Herbert, who I think at this point is anybody's idea of the 101 right now, like with Burrow getting hurt, right? Super flex, not a question. 
Right. So he doesn't flinch. Uh, leaves CD on the board, jumps way up on consensus, and takes, you know, this player who now is being revealed, uh, much to like the chagrin of all of us Oregon guys, to be unbelievable <laughs> and like having a historic season. And that to me, it screams like IBM Watson. It just oh. does. And then you look at Kenny, and you know, there's all I am a robot. I am a robot. And to you. And to Welch, and, you know, also the side note is I think the middle of this league is very strong, too, that we talked about. But but <laughs> so when you look at Kenny, without any fanfare, you know, not a lot of, you know, chest beating or anything, quietly is kind of like revealing himself as maybe being the team to beat. And when you look at his transaction history, open it up all you see is efficient calculated moves over and over and over again and you know you start to put two and two together and you know like I said I mean we can I'm not saying anything for sure but what I will say is this if there's a robot takeover in this league it's not going to happen overnight it's it's going to be you know new pictures of the cute puppy it's going to be Things that are going to lull us into complacency. And you know that's what human beings do. And, you know, it's those things that slowly lull us. Oh, yeah, okay, get a new puppy. So, you know, I just, I'm not saying anything for sure, but I did did want to just get that out. That's something that's been on my mind. You know, even after personally knowing Kevin and Kenny, now I'm starting to even doubt their existence. I mean, (laughs) is it a coincidence that... They haven't been on a show yet, even though they're quote unquote my close friends that I should be able to have on. I mean, look at Darren. He is my co-host. Like he I mean he's he, always he hosts with me all time. the time and he's one of my close friends. And I actually just got off with a right. podcast saying Kev is one of my best friends. But I mean, according to the facts, have you guys ever even really heard Kev or Kenny's voice? I don't know. I, I feel like have they ever really differentiated that's all, themselves? That's all nasty. I think for the holidays, that's, I feel like peace of mind for. is what we need. We do. So anyway, I'll I'll just let that sit and, and ruminate. And yeah, we just we just want to see it. We just want to hear it. Um, but you know, other than that, man, like I said in the beginning, I what you're doing with this league is amazing, and it's more than I ever could have hoped for. Especially when it's like, you know, I was kind of in charge of hopefully finding something good. I didn't think it was going to be this good. And so thanks for everything you do. Um, I hope you have a good Thanksgiving and same to everybody else. And, you know, stay safe. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens down the stretch because this league is full of good teams. I think uh, I think it's anybody's, anybody's year. Yeah, I appreciate everything you said. And I feel, you know, the parody in this league is what keeps it going. But I feel like it's definitely the relationships and just, you know, we all kind of bag on each other, but it's all in good spirits. We know not to take anything seriously. It's just like a bunch of guys having fun. But I definitely appreciate having you here on the show. And I'm uh, really hoping that I'm going to be able to have you on sometime soon again. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Dad. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed your meal. We'll catch you next time.